Each and every one of us is only one or two handshakes away from someone who has been rescued by the RNLI. My name is Charles Hunter Pease and I have the great privilege of having been the 20th chairman of the RNLI. The 20th in 192 years I think it was when I was appointed. I wonder, has the RNLI changed my life? Well, I'm reminded of a lady I met over 30 years ago. She told me she had been a recluse with few friends, no family and not really outgoing at all. She was only in her 60s and thinking, what should she do with all the money she had inherited but had nobody to leave it to? A solicitor suggested perhaps charities would be the way to go. On her way home, she passed a lifeboat station and stopped in. The coxswain gave her a cup of tea. This simple act transformed her life. She became a supporter and an active volunteer. She donated the funds for the next all-weather lifeboat, and moving to the southwest, she established a link with the local station and repeated her substantial financial support. I met her when she was in her mid-70s, and she was the most vibrant, positive and outgoing lady you could ever meet. In telling me this story, she said, Charles, the RNLI saved my life on land. For me, the RNLI is a sense of belonging to a family, a family that welcomes all into the fold. Walking into any station, shop or fundraising branch, you meet people you feel that you already know even though it is the first time that you have met. I think I was born a supporter of the RNLI. We lived a hundred yards from Filey Lifeboat Station and my mother was an avid supporter, along with most of the population who often turned out whenever the maroons went off, to see the boat launched and many of whom stayed on to see the safe return of the crew. Later as a child we moved to Greenock on the Clyde where I vividly remember the arrival of the first inshore lifeboat in Scotland in 1963. It was little more than a rubber dinghy with wooden floorboards, a first aid kit and a big outboard engine. The very traditional coxswains of the all-weather lifeboats were rather sceptical, but as time went on the ILBs proved their worth and today do more than 70% of the services. I became one of the thousands of governors in 1979, but it was probably when we decided to choose the RNLI as our national charity that I became more heavily involved. I worked for Volvo Cars and we came up with a campaign to raise funds for the RNLI by providing cars for the raffle. Safety on land, safety at sea was the catchy title of the first campaign, and over ten years we provided 50 cars, raising more than £4 million. What I didn't expect was to be inveigled into joining the fundraising committee. Some 22 years and many committees later, in 2013 I had the immense privilege of becoming the 20th chairman of the institution. Rescues can, and often do, provide humorous moments. One I was told about involved a D-class lifeboat when a safety device preventing starting the engine in gear failed to operate. The ILB moved off at speed, throwing a crew member overboard. 
With great skill he was recovered quickly, safely and without injury, but missing the lower set of his false teeth. Now he was particularly upset, as they were new and his Dalmatian dog had recently eaten the previous set. Sensibly bearings were taken where the teeth were lost, and he returned ashore to get two of his friends who were divers. In a forlorn hope, they were sent down to recover the teeth. Somewhat surprisingly, they quickly located dentures. Being a fastidious man, he took them ashore to be cleaned before returning them to their rightful place, only to find they weren't his. Now you may feel this is an apocryphal story relayed to a gullible chairman, but deep in the archives of the RNLI is an operational report and expense claim to the replacement of a bottom set of false teeth lost whilst on service. There isn't a day that goes past that I don't feel humbled to have been involved with the RNLI for so long. It is truly inspirational to meet lifeboat men and women, lifeguards, fundraisers, volunteers covering every aspect of the operation of this amazing voluntary emergency service. And I never forget the professionalism of the staff. Indeed, it amazes me that we have saved over 140,000 lives and removed from harm's way more than 10 to 15 times that number. Just think of the men or women rescued since 1824 who went on to have families, whose children went on to have families. How many families are only here today because one of their forebears was rescued by the RNLI? Each and every one of us is only one or two handshakes away from someone who has been rescued by the RNLI. And then, think of all the wonderful volunteers for almost 200 years that have made all of this possible. One of the many, many stories brought this home to me. Our fundraising team had the great idea of instigating a strongman-type lifeboat pull. They rounded up ten teams of eight people to pull a Mersey-class lifeboat on a low loader a quarter of a mile along one of the internal roads in Hyde Park. The fastest winning a very modest prize. Renting the road for a day cost only £200, and the relief lifeboat was en route from Poole to the northeast of England, so only had to pause its journey briefly. Each team hoped to raise a minimum of £3,000, which, by the way, they all did. I thought it would be good to show support, so ran, well, walked alongside. Remember, it was nearly 20 tonnes they were pulling. At the end of the fourth pull, this man cycled up to me and said, I believe you're the chairman of the RNLI. I smiled proudly and said, yes. He then told me this story. He and his two children, who were eight and ten, I think, were on a friend's 25-foot yacht crossing the English Channel. They were caught in a storm. The boat and the crew were struggling to cope with waves which were crashing on board. They felt it would not be long before they were overwhelmed, so put out a mayday. After what seemed an eternity, out of the mist and spray came the blue and orange of the Torbay lifeboat. With great skill they were saved. The next time this gentleman saw the blue and orange of a lifeboat was more than 30 years later as he cycled to work through Hyde Park on that day. He said that his children are now in their 40s 
and would not be alive today were it not for the RNLI. By this time, we were both in tears. He simply said, thank you, and then rode off without another word. What does it mean to be a little part of the RNLI? Everything that is good about humankind. Hello, this is Ruth Jones. You've been listening to the RNLI's 200 Voices Collection. To hear more remarkable stories, head to rnli.org slash 200 voices or subscribe to RNLI wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening. Two Hundred Voices is an adventurous audio limited production for the RNLI.